Thank you, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is, uh, man, it's so awesome to be here, and it's um, so awesome to be at a school where students are really seeking the Lord. It's really, really a blessing to me. I uh, only got to go to Bible school for one year, but I did go to a school where we were seeking the Lord a long, long time ago. And this is just amazing. I love your president. I love Doug Graham. This is such a special and awesome place. And I, I want you to know that I love you, that we've been praying for you. We prayed in our prayer meeting for you. Um, we don't have a lot of time, so I want to kind of, real quickly, I want to talk to you today about, about spiritual awakenings, but I want to give you a little bit of my background. Um, and hopefully next time I come, I'm going to bring my wifey, my beautiful wifey, and I'll show you some pictures of my family and all that stuff, but we can't do that today. We're just going to seek the Lord. So I got... I got saved 30 years ago on a baseball field. As he mentioned, I got drafted by the White Sox. When I was a freshman in high school, I was the ace of the varsity team. I was undefeated as a freshman. And um, it was pretty clear. I threw, I threw in the, I was already touching 90 when I was 40, uh, uh, when I was 14 years old. And so um, I was always a big, strong kid. And I was very devoted to baseball. Something happened my sophomore year. Because my name was in the newspaper all the time, I got a lot of attention. I was a very shy kid. I grew up in the hood. Um, my friends, a number of my friends at time for murder. A bunch of people in my neighborhood died of AIDS. And uh, I stayed out of trouble. Um, I was uh, very shy, but fought a lot, had to fight a lot growing up and just a strange combination of anger or, and like fierce and then super shy. So my sophomore year, I was online at the, at the back of the line uh, at the lunchroom. And like I said, I used to get my name in the newspaper. So I was a little bit of a kind of celebrity in school. And somebody said, hey, there's Al Toledo. Um, and they said, come on, come to the front of the line. And I, I got embarrassed. Um, and I didn't know what to do, and so I just went to the front of the line, I got my lunch, and I went and sat down. When I sat down, I, I knew that day, I knew that there was more to life than throwing a baseball. Because I looked around, I knew that there were other students that were way smarter than me. I was a, I was a dumb jock, is what I was. And I didn't study, I was just majored in baseball. And uh, I really did, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I went to a great school, but I didn't study. And um, so I just started to look around at life and feel the emptiness of life. And fast forward, it started a journey. My senior year in high school, the first day of my senior year, uh, when this, this was now I was going to get signed. I, I grew, where I played baseball, it was like a baseball factory. 50 major leaguers have come out of the baseball field that I played at in Brooklyn. So my first day uh, of my senior year, now it's my turn to get drafted. I knew I was going in the first round. Uh, I prayed, and I had an experience with Jesus. Jesus just revealed himself to me. I didn't grow up in church. I, didn't, I didn't, never heard the gospel. Jesus revealed himself to me. 
It was a very powerful experience that I had with God. And um, so I went on to the pitcher's mound. I started pitch. I was throwing 92 miles an hour. It was kind of cold that day. And I make a long story short, in the fifth inning, I pulled a muscle in my leg. And the day that I gave my heart to Jesus was actually the beginning of the end of my baseball career. But here's what happened. That day, I had a profound spiritual awakening. And God woke me up to the fact that there's something deeper, there's something greater, there's something more. And then throughout the course of my life, that there have been cycles of God showing me more of his glory, more of his call. It never ends, guys. The glory of God never ends. We just had a powerful time at this altar. I'm telling you right now, you ain't seen nothing yet. How many know Jesus will overwhelm us and overwhelm us and overwhelm us? And so it's kind of like with that kind of context that I've, you know, come into the kingdom and uh, taken all sorts of steps of, of faith. We started our church uh, with a handful of people 16 years ago, and uh, the Lord has blessed it because we've prayed. You know, at our church, the prayer meeting is the most important meeting of, of the week. And the Lord, we pray, and God just does amazing things. One of the most wonderful things he's done is he started a partnership with NCU, and we're so excited about it. Could we just praise God for this school and for your leadership right now? Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. <clears throat> Amen. So I want to talk to you from the book of Judges, Judges chapter 6. Uh, there are a lot of verses. I'm just going to jump uh, hit the high notes, and I want to talk to you about Gideon, and the message today is Gideon's awakening, Gideon's awakening, and um, Gideon, the book of Judges was during a time, the worst time, the worst period, the darkest period in the history of Israel, the Bible talks about how everyone did what was right in their own eyes, and that's, you guys know, that's the worst, when we do what's right in our own eyes, how many know, that's the worst thing. We need to do what's right in the Lord's eyes. Amen? And so because of that, Israel was always finding themselves in bondage. In chapter 6, they were in bondage to the Midianites. And what God did as the, 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 uh, the Israelites cried out to God and God raised up Gideon. Let's look at this very, very quickly here. So like I said, I'm just going to jump to the key verses. Please go back and read this. So verse 6, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Explains a little bit more, jumping down to verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Orphrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Next slide. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. I really relate to Gideon because I've had this conversation with him a few times. He says, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? Why are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us, abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Midian. 
the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. So God is actually answering his question. And the answer to the question was, listen, forget about what you heard about. I'm about to use you to do the same thing I used to do. Forget about the past. I'm talking to you today. And I'm telling you right now, today God is talking to people. God is talking to you because he wants to use you. We're living in dark, dark days. If you, it's nice here, but let me tell you, you come to Chicago, it's pretty dark. True. True. You're from Chicago? Go. <laughs> A couple of them. So he says, he says, uh, uh, pardon me, my Lord. He says, go in the strength that you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites. Leave none alive. A little bit more. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace. To this day it stands in Orpha of the Abizrites. The same night the Lord said to him, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one of seven years old, tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. This is it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God. This is the key. Build the proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height. Using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. You know what God does in dark times? In dark times, God awakens leaders. And these are dark days, but I'm telling you right now, God wants to wake people up to something deep, something spiritual, something powerful. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this time, Lord. And I, I ask that you would use this time for your glory. God, use it as seeds. Use it as a powerful stamp. God, I pray that you would use it as a hammer. Do your will in all of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen and amen. So what I want to talk to you about is, is kind of like a basic pattern in Scripture about awakenings. There are kind of like constants to the awakening of God. And Gideon was awake, but God woke him up spiritually. And God wants to wake us up to his plan and his purpose. And there are three basic, don't ever forget that when God deals with you, it's fresh. It's fresh. And there will be three things that are fresh coming at you all the time. Here they are very quickly. There will always be three constants when God is doing something new in your life. First of all, there's going to be a call. Secondly, there's going to be a call to the step. And then thirdly, there will always be an altar. All right, so let's look at this. First of all, let's talk about the call. How did he experience an awakening? It's that God called Gideon to accept his favor at a deeper level. At a deeper level. So here's what happened. They were the people of God, but the people of God were in bondage. And God says to Gideon, go in the strength you have. Uh, save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not saving you? And Gideon says, pardon me, my Lord. How can I save? I'm this and I'm that. 
And what God does is he moves in dark times and he goes to people just like us. And he, the way God moves is that his kingdom advances through the call of God. The kingdom of God always advances through the call of God. And so what God does is God will call this young lady or this young lady or some young man and he will say to you, I have chosen you, I have called you, I am sending you. And when you come up with your excuses, he says, I don't care about your excuses. I have called you, accept my favor upon your life. And part of the reason that you're here is that God wants to break through all of the excuses, all of the, all of the reasons why you shouldn't be the one. How many know it had nothing to do with Gideon? It doesn't matter what's going around you, uh, happening around you. It doesn't matter even your strengths or, the, or your weaknesses. What really matters is that when God calls you, he equips you and he enables you to, great, to do great things. And so you must, listen, you must accept the call of God. You got to accept the call of God. If you're here, you're favored by God. All right, there's 7 billion people on the planet. If you're here, it's because you're favored by God. If you're here in meetings like this, with speakers like this, with, uh, with classes like this, it's because God has an amazing plan for your life. And you have to wake up to the deep call of God upon your life. See, some of you have been in high school. I was in a freshman class. And you're adults now. And now God is having adult conversations with you. Adult conversations. Now, God wants to begin to shape your destiny. And so this time at the presence, you know, it's like, what was the, the line in the, I never heard that song. Like, I'm, it's an amazing thing that he would notice me. I'm the poster child for that. But let me tell you something. If you're here, he's noticed you. And so today, I know the Lord sent me here to say, wake up. I want to talk to you, and I want to show you my favor. Most people miss the call of God because they can't seem to accept the favor of God upon their life. They scratch. I have a friend who sends me text messages sometimes. SMH means shake my head. Like, I don't get it, and maybe you feel that way today, but I'm telling you right now, so did Gideon, but God was able to use Gideon when he said yes, and in the name of Jesus, you need to open your heart and say yes to the deep favor and call of God upon your life. Could we praise God for his favor today? That is a, you'll cross a line. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what you're battling with, what you're battling with, you will cross a line when you just accept the favor of God. I don't know why he chose you. I don't know why he chose me, but guess what he did? And he chose Gideon. So that's the first thing that happens when God is waking you up. You have to, we talk about the call of God, but you have to wake up to the call of God and the favor of God in a deep and powerful and personal way. This is not arrogance. It's actually humility. 
to say, you want to use me, Lord? Here I am, Lord, send me. I surrender. So that's the first thing. Very quickly, then, the next thing that happened was there's the call to a step. A step was to stop working in safe places. When they found Gideon, Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. So he was kind of doing work. In a, he was hiding and he was trying to get wheat because he was afraid of the Midianites. And now God was calling him out. Gideon was afraid. He was afraid of the repercussions. And here's what, what happens when you live in fear. Fear makes you operate in all the wrong places. Part of the reason you're here is to accept the favor of God and to have fear broken in your life. Fear will make you choose the wrong major. Fear will make you date the wrong person. Fear will make you pursue the wrong career. Fear must be broken in your life. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Fear must be broken in the people of God. We tend to, to gravitate towards what's safe, but God says stop working in safe places. I'm calling you out of that safe place. I want you to step out and do something great for my glory. And we have to have that fear broken so we'll say yes to the Lord. God wants to break fear in someone's life. That's what the presence of God is all about. Can I tell you, it's, it's, it's so crazy, all the things that we've done over the years. We started our church. We started our church in a little basement with a handful of people, 16 years. It's a couple thousand people now. And I can't tell you how many times the church grew, not because everything was going well, because, but because we took a great step of faith. So are you living your life by fear? God wants to break fear. God wants to do, he wants to clean fear out of your life now so that when you're unleashed onto the marketplace, so that when you're unleashed into, into vocational ministry, you will not be afraid. You'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Awakenings take place when fear is broken. And so today God wants you to make a decision to step out and see fear broken. And we're going to pray in just a couple of moments. Let the musicians come. Here's the last thing. The last thing that happens when God wakes you up is he tells you to build an altar. We were just in a class and we talked about altars for 50 minutes. And look at what he said to Gideon. He said, this is before his ministry was launched. I'm telling you right now, before anyone's ministry is launched. And by the way, when you're in the ministry, regardless of what you're called to, okay, when God really launches you, it always begins with the altar. So look at what happens here. He says, uh, uh, tear down your father's altar, then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord, your God. Tear down your father's altar, then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God. When God is really waking you up, one of the key things that he does, and remember, we're adults now, right? Right? So here's, here's everybody has to face the fact that in your past, 
in your childhood and growing up, there's some ugly things that got in there. Okay? All of us have to face the fact that, did anybody here have a perfect upbringing? Okay? Everyone in life, all right, there are things that get erected in your life, and God says, I'm calling you. And the first thing he asks you to do is to tear it down. Tear down the things of the past. Let them be broken and removed. Who cares how it got in? doesn't matter how it got in. The key is that today, God wants to tear things down. Two things, we said this in the class. Two things are always happening in the human heart. You're either building altars or you're building idols. And in the name of Jesus, let every idol be torn down. Today, God is able by his mighty power. Can I tell you at our church, we have ex-gangbangers. We have the ex-president of the Latin Kings. We have people who did time for murder. We have people who've, who've uh, been set free from, from uh, being abusive, from, from being addicted to pornography, from being addicted to drugs, from being addicted to whatever. And you know what the truth of the matter is? Is that when kid, by the time kids get into college, they've been exposed to so much filth, but Jesus is able to make you holy by his mighty power. Jesus is able to set you free. He's able to set you free. I'm telling you right now, I've watched it over and over and over again. He sets people free, people who come and say, God, whatever needs to be torn down, tear it down. Just awake me to your plan and purpose. So listen, we don't have a lot of time. But what is God doing in your life today? Like I was talking to the class and I said to them, when was the last time? Quick question and we'll, we'll pray. When was the last time or in the last two weeks has anyone felt God draw near? Could I see your hands? Just in, just in the last two weeks. Come on, can I see your hands? Come on, we're just in a prayer. In a, right? So many people. God drew near. God drew near. Because it's in this time that God wants to really awaken you to his plan. For me, for me, Two times in a prayer meeting in the balcony of my church and then like right over there at my school. Even though I was afraid, even though I didn't like public speaking, even though I didn't like public things, I said yes to the Lord and I, I had no idea the places he was going to take me. Listen, you have no idea where the Lord is going to take you, but here's how you get there. He's got to wake you up. So they're going to begin to sing that. I want to pray today for a deep spiritual awakening. I want to pray that some people would start to really accept the favor of God upon your life. That you would accept the fact that God has called you. Who I don't know why he called you, but that's but he did. Number two, there are some people that God is asking you to begin to take steps of faith and stop living in the comfortable. And as you listen to the voice of God, you're going to see all sorts of new doors open for you. And then number three, let's come and build an altar. And whatever needs to be torn down, let it be torn down. Let this be the launching pad. Let it be a launch. This school is a launching pad for the call of God upon your life.
So if you're here, you, you need a fresh breath of God. Slip out of your seat and come. I know some of you need to go. But we're going to start to seek God and wait upon God. Whatever the Lord touched upon today in your life, I want you to bring it to him. Whether it be fear or whether it be struggle or whether it be that there are some things that need to be torn down, we're going to begin to pray right now. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God to break, to break fetters, to break fears. Hallelujah. Sister, if you could lead us. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, the one who calls and places a sacred call. Here's what I want everyone, unless I know some of you have to leave, but if you don't, would you please take the hand of someone next to you? There's power in kingdom agreement. There's power. There's power in kingdom agreement. Many times when people respond to God, they're responding because of a need that they feel. And there's something powerful that happens when we agree with them. Someone needs to agree that God has chosen them and, and, and they need to, to shed the insecurity, shed the fear, shed the past. There are some people today that, that fear must be broken. They got to step out. God has been saying, you're going in the wrong direction, but I want you to start going in the right direction. I will be with you. I will enable you. There are some people here who have serious private battles. Things you brought, some people brought trauma. Some traumatic things happened in your life. Some of you have, are walking in with habits. But just because you have a bad habit, just because you have bad trauma, just because you don't come from the privileged class, that doesn't mean that the call of God is not upon your life. And today in the name of Jesus, I want you to pray to the left and to the right that things would be broken and that the Spirit of the Lord would launch your classmate right now. Come on, pray that fear would be broken. Pray that habits would be broken. God, put the holy call upon your people. Put the holy call upon every student, oh God. In the name of Jesus, break, oh God. Break every fetter, oh God. Break all the darkness. Break every lie in the name of Jesus. God, open up heaven. Open up the kingdom. More than college. More than a Christian school. We're talking about the voice of God. We pray for the voice of God today upon, your, upon every student, every person, oh God. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening, oh God. We rebuke Satan and every lie in Jesus' name, oh God. We plead the blood of Jesus, sweep over, sweep over, oh God, every soul, every heart, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 That hand that you're holding, that's the hand of someone who's been called by God. They've been called by the Lord. Lord, release your favor, O oh God. 
Release the realization, oh God, that they're here because you've called them, oh God. Because you've chosen them, oh God. Let them make the choices that will get them ready for your will, oh God. Use your servants today, oh God, as a day of surrender and a day of calling. Thank you for your call by your mighty power. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just feel free to stay as long as you'd like. Worship the Lord. God bless.